Television live, actually, in this version. I'm Jeff Pedowitz, your host, President and CEO of the Pedowitz Group, and today uh, we have Tim Minahan, who's Chief Marketing Officer of Citrix. Tim, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jeff. Glad to be here. Glad to have you. So uh, it's been a bit of a whirlwind, right, over the last year and a half. Yeah, it certainly has. So I joined Citrix about a, uh, uh, like you said, about 15 months ago, and it certainly has been a whirlwind. A uh, a widely recognized brand. Six years really going through uh, a transformation, uh, transforming to to the cloud, transforming to enable this new kind of digital business uh, environment, and transforming, moving beyond just IT, moving towards helping lines of business actually achieve their their business outcomes. So now you're known as a transformer because I've known you for a while. I've done this at the last couple of companies. And so what's your approach to transforming marketing? So there's some of the things that you're taking on. Yeah, well first, the company transformation of the cloud is not a, a nominal feat. You know, uh, many often Salesforce may have written the book on how to start a SaaS business from scratch, but no one's really written the book on how to transform an established technology company to the cloud. Having been in both environments, I can say with certitude that the latter is far more complicated because you need to bring uh, your customers along on that journey. You need to bring the market along on that journey. And so when I look at the transformation at the business level, there's really kind of three things. It's less of, you know, technology transformation is one, moving into a you know, multi-tenant you know, architecture. And that's, that's interesting. And as a marketing guy, I can say that's the easy part. Um, you know, the second part is the financial transformation, particularly for a public company to do this in a public environment, transitioning from a professional license model to a subscription model. But the third part, which is, I would argue, the most challenging, which is kind of the cultural and operational transformation. There's a mindset component to it where you're moving from selling products to selling services and ultimately outcomes. Uh, and that requires you to change the way you do just about everything from how you develop product and how you deliver it to market and uh, at what intervals to how you go to market uh, to how you um, market and engage uh, with, uh, with the market and with customers. And so um, from a marketing perspective, you know, that also requires you to, uh, to change um, the traditional uh, marketing approaches that were in place, right? which were more episodic, events-based, relationship-based, to one where you're leveraging digital much more frequently, where you are mapping not to a sales process that is quickly dying, to more of the buyer journey, where the buyer is in control, where they want to be informed, and you are engaging in dialogue and establishing that trusted advisor role earlier on as they're shaping their decision framework. And that's required us to, to change uh, a lot of what we do. Um, so I would say there's really three things there. Uh, we have a philosophy, of, number one is to digitize. So increasingly we're uh, making the commitment that all our marketing is digital marketing. Uh, allowing us to be much more agile, uh, much more analytical in how we engage the market. Simplify, so really driving everything from data. All of our investments being based on not just a hunch or something we've all, always done, but uh, being much more strategic. And reimagine, so shifting from selling product again and feature function to selling outcomes that are aligned with what the market wants to achieve. 
So you've run a lot of different marketing organizations over the years. Are you finding the function of marketing is changing? Are you, are you needing to run it more like a business than, say, 10 years ago? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the function of marketing is changing in a number of different ways, and it's, uh, as it should be, being driven by the customer. <clears throat> the customer, as I said, now is in the, in the driver's seat. They're far more informed. Uh, they're far less trusting. They'd rather get information uh, and do their own research from their peers and the like than, than, from, uh, than from you. And unfortunately, they're far less loyal. Right? They uh, saw a recent study where 60% said they would you know, leave their current vendor uh, for perceived, perceived better service. And so from a marketing uh, perspective, uh, I think marketing has a much more strategic role than it, than it did in the past. In the past, it was the you know, traditional, you know, hey, you can do brand awareness and provide air cover. It was, hey, you can support what the, the sales folks want to do kind of in the region. But now, with the buyer in the driver's seat, marketing plays a very strategic role in needing to get out in front, needing to engage that dialogue, help shape the dialogue, help shape the uh, decision framework far before the sales cycle even starts. So, how is your relationship with sales changing? Well, the relationship with sales uh, has, has also changed dramatically as they're coming to that realization. Um, and I think that the biggest opportunity with sales is to deal in data, um, deal with fact, uh, and that really motivates things. So, one of the first things I did, uh, and I've done in the past, which is to establish a common global dashboard. One in which, you know, I wake up and the the head of global sales and services wakes up and the head of each region wakes up <clears throat> and looks at it consistently. So, you know, that is mapping the entire engagement cycle, the funnel all the way down and, uh, and we're now introducing post-sale uh, adoption and success as well. So it allows us to, you know, eliminate a lot of the traditional, I feel this, or he said, she said, and, and deal with data. It also allows us to, importantly, have a predictive view into the future. So we can identify that, hey, two quarters out, we might need to be doing something different. Let's let's jump on it now before it becomes a problem or an issue. So as marketing is changing and uh, outcomes, are you looking for a different type of person? And are you setting up your teams differently today? Uh, yes, on both accounts. So uh, you know, on, on one account, obviously, you still need uh, uh, core domain knowledge right from the bottom up with your, your product environment, but you need a much more uh, dynamic and data-driven uh, organization than, than you have in the, play, in, in the past. And what I mean from a dynamic standpoint is part of the beauty of shifting a lot of our efforts towards the digital environment is the fact that you can react much quicker. You can be much more agile. You can do A-B testing. Uh, and really understand what the market wants and how they're reacting and what's working. And that takes a certain mindset from uh, you know, a traditional approach where, hey, we've walked in a campaign for a year or we've always done this event, so we have to do the event. So it's a constant, constantly challenging that. And then backing it up is making those decisions you know, based on data. And the good news now is for that. From an infrastructure standpoint, we're beginning to have the infrastructure in place that we have access to the data, not just the data on you know, pipeline and conversion and how we get folks in, but post-sale data, understanding are folks adopting, if they're not adopting, what offers or engagement should we be uh, assisting with from a marketing perspective 
to make sure that they're, they're so the team has to be more uh, data driven, more analytical. Absolutely. Um, what about the structure? Um, you know, because there's always the traditional product marketing and more common corporate marketing. Are you building different types of teams? Yeah, I think uh, I think we are. And I think one of the most significant things uh, we've done is putting our money where our mouth is. When we say all marketing is increasingly digital marketing, uh, we have organized in such a way where we take your traditional demand or campaign organization and we've embedded it within the digital and web team. So end-to-end, -end fully integrated um, uh, team that is uh, doing two things. Number one is you know, making sure our integrated plan includes uh, primarily and first and foremost uh, digital engagement methods. Um, you know, and, and number two, making sure we have the data to quickly test and adapt uh, our campaign so we're not so fixed and rigid and, hey, we set this out last December, so it's now July, if things aren't working, let's adapt, let's adjust them. Um, and so I think organizing has really helped reinforce that. I even kind of uh, reinforced that further by saying we're cutting the volume of email that we do in half. And that's not a magic number, uh, don't tell my team. Uh, was that but, dramatic for everybody? Or was yeah, that it's, it is, it is <laughs> so. dramatic. There's, I've been uh, told there's been lots of discussions, you know, including in, in the regions, uh, around, okay, how are we going to support that? And that's the dialogue that I wanted to generate. It's not about getting to a certain number or volume of emails. It's about saying, okay, number one is, how should we be changing and adapting our methods to leverage digital more? And number two is, when we do send out that email, we've got to make sure that it, it resonates, it lands, it achieves the objective with the target audience that we're trying to reach. So do you have a formal marketing ops team or demand center or both? Yeah. Uh, both. Uh, in fact, they, they sit on the same team. So uh, marketing ops uh, strategy and planning is a common team that has the, uh, has the demand center, uh, has, you know, has, our, has our analytics uh, as well. And we are actually, as a company, which, uh, which helps for where we're going uh, with the cloud, uh, marketing also owns kind of the NPS. Component, so we have a good understanding of what customers are doing post-sale uh, as well. Okay. Um, so, what types of process improvements are you working on now to drive the modern marketing organization? Yeah. So, uh, there's there's a few things I mentioned. You know, I mentioned around uh, around digital. I mentioned around uh, decisions being uh, database and data driven. The other thing we're putting in place is uh, uh, some common governance models uh, globally. So we have uh, begun to unify marketing. We have a centralized or CMO model, I think you, you would call it, uh, where product marketing, um, you know, uh, digital marketing, uh, comms, et cetera, all, are all integrated. We have dotted line uh, integration from the regions. Uh, and what we're doing there is establish, we've established some common governance models uh, around what you think, uh, brand, uh, messaging, um, campaigns, events, and spend. And that's, that's really helped us do uh, a couple things. Number one is gain alignment. When I first came in, we, we began a process of trying to develop an integrated marketing plan. I think last year, we were getting the muscles under us. This year, it's much more focused. Folks understand how we're gonna you know, really leverage uh, the power of the team to, to execute not just globally, but also locally. Uh, and um, this governance model is helping us take it to the next level and make sure that we have 
consistent branding and messaging, make sure that we have you know, minimum uh, thresholds of return, uh, make sure that we are infusing you know, the, the digital component in everything that we do. Um, so we're, we're, I think uh, we're really getting that, uh, that good alignment, um, which you know, may not have existed in the past. Okay. So I know Citrix has always been an early adopter of technology. So what's your MarTech stack look like and what are you guys doing differently? Yeah, I mean the core of the Mar core of the MarTech stack, that, that, that's a good and a bad thing by the way. If you're an early adopter, which Citrix was, of, uh, of sales and marketing automation, um, you know, you're out in front, but uh, you also don't get the benefit of years of best practices and the like, and there tends to be a lot of customization. So as a company, we've kind of gone through a re-implementation, or, uh, or near the end of the re-implementation of, uh, of Salesforce. Uh, so the sales cloud, uh, and um, we've kind of taken the approach of taking the vanilla uh, deployment, taking guidance uh, from them and others around how do we Know, smooth out our processes, make sure we have those you know, consistent uh, global processes, global dashboards and the like, and that's really helpful. Augmenting that, we have, uh, we have Marquette uh, that uh, we've really used, we've mentioned the demand center before. Um, <clears throat> that's been a kind of a forcing function to make sure that we have common processes and standards in Marquette where uh, we've identified an asset map and we've mapped the buyer journey and uh, we're beginning to set up those plays uh, on a much more uh, consistent basis, and then we have some interesting things, you know, around the end, around, you know, around analytics. We use, uh, well, we use uh, you know, Adobe to manage all of our uh, uh, our digital uh, components. But um, one of the interesting things is, uh, as I mentioned earlier, Citrix is moving to the cloud, and different parts of the uh, product portfolio or business are moving at different uh, paces. Uh, one uh, particular area is around secure file sharing, what we call our share file part of the business. Uh, consider it kind of a, uh, a Dropbox for the enterprise with added layers of security and workflow and so on. And that was born and bred in the cloud, a true SaaS business. And so we've been able to uh, gestate a lot of uh, uh, innovative ideas there um, where as we move to the cloud, we've taken ownership of a lot more customer engagement cycle. So it's not just about driving awareness, driving demand, getting them to trial, but my marketing team is also responsible for trial conversions, post-sale uh, post, uh, uh, actual adoption. And so we're using tools called Pendo uh, that's helping us uh, not only map that buyer journey, but proactively pushing uh, highly personalized messages to drive those actions at the right time. So you mentioned kind of post-sale. So there's this big push for customer lifecycle engagement. You know, marketing's not just supposed to fill the top of the funnel, but really engage throughout lifecycle. So how are you set up to deal with that? Do you have a team that just works on um, customer programming and campaigns? Or? Yeah, so we're, the answer is we will. Uh, we're in the process of building that out. Uh, it's, to your point, uh, as you move to the cloud, uh, you introduce for marketing what I would call the fifth discipline. If the first four are really overly simplistic, are you know, driving awareness, building demand, qualifying demand, and nurturing demand, you then have this new post-sale uh, effort around driving customer adoption and success. And so we're building a, a customer adoption marketing team uh, that will take some of the learnings that we're already seeing in the share file part of the business and, and kind of scale them up 
to support the Citrix Cloud, and it really is about identifying those moments, right? Understanding um, what the customer is adopting, what they're not adopting, um, helping to be sort of their trainer. You know, it's, I use the metaphor of you can buy that treadmill and soon it becomes a towel rack, <laughs> or you can go to the gym and engage with the trainer who teaches you how to use the treadmill, make sure you show up every day, make sure you're doing your routine, and that's kind of the role of uh, adoption marketing, working closely with our customer success team to make sure that we are injecting uh, at the right moment uh, to move that customer along their journey post-sale, just like we did pre-sale. So what do you mean measured on by the boss and what are you measuring your team on? Yeah, so uh, we were undergoing a kind of a three-year transformational journey, we call it the, the March to World Class. Uh, and so we've identified some kind of big five objectives that, uh, that we're going after, uh, ones that you would, uh, you would typically consider, uh, but also adding in employee ones around kind of building this modern marketing vision. Um, but from, a, from my boss standpoint, um, we have you know, measures around awareness, so around aided awareness, unaided awareness, share of voice, and these are on the corporate scorecard. So that is a big thing as we've gone through this kind of reinvention of Citrix. You know, the brand has uh, needed to evolve. Uh, and you know, the challenge of having a strong brand is that it becomes very, very challenging to evolve that brand change people's mindset. So, so we're, we're doing that both through that uh, aided awareness, unaided awareness, and then share a voice, um, uh, both in, in, in media and social. Uh, we uh, obviously have metrics around and, and linked to not just revenue, uh, pipeline, but also revenue, uh, where you know, we're trying to have that shared goal. So it doesn't do us any good if marketing sourced is above target and uh, and the overall pipeline is below target. It just creates a new level of friction. So we're kind of, you know, trying to, uh, you know, eliminate that. And then we're um, we're beginning to build. I wouldn't say we're right quite there yet, but taking on metrics around adoption and customer satisfaction. Great. So, um, what piece of advice would you give to my uh, marketing executive just beginning your transformation? Uh, you know, I would, my, my key advice would be to do your research first, right? Spend a lot of time talking with the constituents, uh, both within your organization and outside, including customers, analysts, folks like yourself. Um, but also look to, uh, to other industries um, where, um, you know, good ideas are not uh, beholden to only to your industry. Uh, and, then, and then once you've, you've settled on a, you know, a common vision, be, you know, be very consistent in, uh, in uh, communicating that vision, both to your team and to, uh, and to your constituents. Uh, focus relentlessly on data uh, to help drive towards that. Doesn't mean you can't adjust, but that it should be driven by fact and, you know, and by data. Uh, and uh, you know, I, would, I would say that you know, the last part is you know, constantly you know, be that Agitator, um, you know, not in a negative way, but constantly be pushing your company. Uh, I think we're at an um, interesting time in, in, in marketing in that uh, because the sales cycle is dead, because the buyer rules the journey, um, 
marketing has to play a much, much more strategic role than it ever has. And uh, you know, I constantly challenge my team to take up that torch, uh, to get engaged in key dialogues in the market, to make sure that we're injected into uh, those areas of uh, discussion uh, early on, which may not manifest themselves in sales uh, for you know, uh, a year to two years, but you're building that reputation. Reputation management is going to become so much more important as you try to establish this role as a trusted advisor. Great advice, Tim. Thank you. Appreciate Great. being on the show today. Thanks, Jeff. All right. Thank you, everybody. That's a wrap.